these three men, these servants of God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they fell down, bound, in the midst of the burning fire furnace. And King Nebuchadnezzar was, was astonished that he, he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselor, Did you not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He said, Look, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth was like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fire furnace, and his folks said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God. It's interesting that he called him the Most High God that time. Come out and come here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they came in the midst, from the midst of the fire. And the satraps and the administrators and the governors and the king's council gathered together. And they saw these men on whose bodies of fire had no power. The hair of their head was not even singed. I love the details that he gives. Not even the hair was singed on their head. Nor were their garments affected, and the smell of the fire was not even on them. No smoke or smell. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel, and described that it was angelic. First he said, The Son of God. Nebuchadnezzar said, He sent his angel, and he delivered his servants who trusted in him. They have frustrated the king's words and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve or worship any god except their own. The word of God for the people of God. I hope that you let your imagination run in this story, and oftentimes we do. When we read these stories in the Old Testament, the stories of Jesus, this story is filled with an adversity. It's filled with a lot of courage and just plain old obedience. Something that I want to emphasize. Today's sermon, the one point sermon, is just about obedience. And again, if we paint the picture of this with imagination runs, we can only imagine what that party should look like. And after the first service, Tommy Lowell called up to me afterwards and came up and said, You know, we, we see that not only did they, there was no, no sinks, tears, or they didn't even smell like smoke. Tommy said, I wonder what happened to all the ropes. I wonder if the ropes got burned off all the way. I hadn't thought about that. Something happened to all the ropes, but yet not even their clothing was touched. So again, we see all of this. Then all of a sudden, there's also this supernatural presence or appearance of God. Now, Nebuchadnezzar says, first of all, it's the Son of God. He realizes he's taking on the form of another human. There's four inside there. And then he says, well, perhaps it's an angel. We know that God can handle any of that. We know that in the New Testament, and perhaps some of you, and I'm going to say that we have, probably many of us, the New Testament tells us that we may even entertain angels somewhere. Because they take on human form. And we, we look at the, the angels all through the Bible that God used. But either way, they denote the presence of God. That's what I want you to remember. God's presence was, was, was with them there in the midst of it. I thought about, talked about angels, I thought about Gabriel. We've got Advent Sunday starting next Sunday. And you remember Gabriel spoke when Mary said, Well, how can this be that I will give birth to the Son of God and not been with man? Remember what Gabriel the angel said? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And so we see this power of Almighty God. Supernatural presence coming into these three servants. 
And I thank God for that. I praise God for that. But I also want to ask you this. I thought about this question and the reality of the truth in God's Word, which many times God shows His hand in a powerful way. But does or did God always deliver His people in this dramatic way? Scripture that prophetically things are going to happen, there's nothing we can do about it. 
trust an unknown future to a known God. She also said this statement, You can never learn that Jesus Christ is all you need until Jesus Christ is all you have. These three servants said, If that be the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, but he will deliver us from your hand. You know, even if they die in the furnace, they'll still be delivered from the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. And then they were punished. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the image which you set up. You know, more and more in our lifetime, even in the last few years, we see what all is going on worldwide. People are literally having to make this decision. I want to answer you, and I don't expect you to answer. I've wrestled with it with this sermon this week and last week. If we were faced, I'll take it first, if I was faced with similar circumstances, how would I respond? I don't know, but I haven't been in their shoes. I want to think that I would respond and say, no matter what, all that's going on worldwide, and we're seeing people, Christians, that are having Put it more on practical terms. Let me just ask you right now in your journey with God. How, how obedient and faithful are you and I in our worship for God? Just how faithful and obedient are we for that? And maybe another question. Is obeying God really that important? Is, is obeying God and obeying the truth revealed in the scripture that's really that? Listen to what he said about the language of obedience. The language of obedience. 
we often forget that the reverse is also true. Think about the book of James. Faith, in other words, but when we do what God has asked us to do, it strengthens our faith. One of the fundamental differences between the Greek way of thinking and the Hebrew way of thinking, go back to the New Testament, First and Second Corinthians, Paul talking about the Greek people and the Hebrew people, which are God's people. We are God's people. We are the lineage of the Hebrews. And so he says that the Greek way of thinking is different from the Hebrew way of thinking. The Greeks' truth came by reason. Not this reason is sound and logic. But for the Hebrews, truth came by obedience. We see this several times in the scripture. Moses, Ezekiel, Hosea, Jonah, they did not feel like doing what God had asked them to do. Think about Hosea, whom his wife had committed harlotry. And God said, I want you to take her back. Not only do I want you to take her back, I want you to go buy her back. And he purchased her off of the slave block. And you know he didn't go easy the first time. In fact, we made him You won't be to do what? I want you to take her back. I want you to buy back. He said, yes, sir. I don't understand. I'm going to obey He bought her back so that God could let his people in Israel know that you committed harlotry against me, but I love you so much, I'm going to buy you back. I'm going to purchase you. Purchase you. Jonah didn't want to go to the Ninevites. I'm not going, God. I'm not going to obey you because I know the kind of God you are. If I go preach repentance, they'll repent, you'll forgive them, and I don't like them, and I don't want them to be forgiven. So I'll just go and be swallowed by a fish. Three days. Finally, after three days, I'm ready. I'd have been ready as soon as I saw the mouth open up. Oh, okay, I'm going. But he obeyed God, and he went and he preached repentance, and then was frustrated because they repented. Moses, Ezekiel, Jonah, others. In fact, every heartbeat within them was impelling them to do otherwise, yet God said that they were to obey. The remedy was not to do God's will because they felt like doing it, but just do it. And then their faith would be strengthened. Many of you know Nike slogan. Some of you got some uniforms. Helmets, some tennis shoes, we got Nike. What's Nike's famous one line? Known worldwide. Just Serve your gods and worship the kingdoms of gold that you have 
secular society has lost its ability to feel God because it has lost its ability to obey God. In your journey with Jesus, how important is it to you to just be obedient to Jesus Christ? And say it was easy. You and I consistently and faithfully just simply obey God. Some of you may be thinking, Harvey, what in the world does this have to do with Thanksgiving? I'm glad you asked. In studying this sermon, I think that one of the most powerful ways, one of the most powerful ways that you can show God your gratitude is to obey Him. I mean, look at the gratitude and the honor that He brings you. We just simply do what he's asked us to do. So, does obedience really matter? Yeah. It really matters. I believe it's one of the highest forms of thanksgiving and praise and worship and gratitude that you'll ever give God, that I'll ever give God. Let's say these words in closing. Satan, our enemy, Satan, he fears obedient Christians. He does not fear lukewarm Christians. Obedience matters. Am I always faithful, God? No. I'm telling you, I've been under conviction for this sermon all week long because I know, I believe, but I know, I know what the word says. I didn't know, I understood enough to know and how to obey God at times that even when I didn't feel like it, I still obeyed Him. And His presence is always with us because regardless of the furnace, He's always in the furnace. Three statements I'm quoting you. When we obey Jesus, we give Him first place in our lives. When we obey Jesus, we put Him first place in our lives. The same time I ask you to do the same thing. When you put Jesus first, you obey him and put him first. Second thing, when you and I obey Jesus, we give him honor. We honor him when we obey him. And third thing, when we obey Jesus, we proclaim his majesty. Obedience is an act of worship. I hope this Thanksgiving. If you'll get to eat a whole lot of pine pie and a whole bunch of smoked turkey, but I hope you'll take some time out to just thank God and to praise God and to worship God for who He is. And if it gives you something to do, just do it. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we, we praise you today. We thank you. God, these stories in the Bible, I know sometimes they turned out with supernatural power and sometimes they didn't, but you were still present. Remind us of that today. And I do pray for my brothers and sisters and myself when we mess up and we do not obey. God, we repent. Please forgive us. We do not always obey. And I pray, God, for the spirit of conviction and love, I pray that for my brothers and sisters that we would desire to obey. It is a high honor, praise, and gratitude to just do what God has asked us. So Holy Spirit help us to do that. And again, as we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, remind us because we are sons and daughters of the Most High God.